Captain. Good morning, everyone. Um, we do have a big day on the show. A part of it is talking about the border and the big question. How many, how many people in August, and there were multiple people in August that were uh, interdicted at the southern border of the United States that are on the terror watch list. We're going to get to that coming up in just a few moments. But I want to start with the economy. Three quarters of a point is what's expected. I'm waiting to hear more from the Fed and what they say today, not just on what they are going to do with interest rates, but what they are projecting for the economy for the rest of the year going into early next year. But I want you to hear this is a little bit of an ABC News report on what's expected to happen today. We're expecting it to be that three quarters of a percent. Some Wall Street analysts believe we could see a full percentage point rise as the Fed ramps up its fight against inflation. We know that it hasn't helped much. This would be the fifth interest rate hike of 2022. We still have inflation at 8.3 percent. So why would they do it? This is part of the report explaining the the thought process behind raising interest rates. What they're trying to do is slow the economy to sort of choke off demand and push prices lower. And they've said they're about to do anything to get it there. And that even means pushing the economy into a mild and short recession. This is where this is what I think we're going to see when it comes to uh, the stock market and how it responds, but also how the individual consumer responds to this. We have uh, I'm not going to say that they lied to us, but I am going to I'm definitely going to say they've been wrong. Now, whether it was intentional or not, they have been wrong when they told us that inflation was transitory. It was going to be very short lived. They were told by experts, not just by people like me. I understand my role in all of this. You know, it, it, I am a conservative Republican talk show host. So what perspective am I, you know, of course I was going to disagree with them, but we, I was doing my homework with experts. I was doing my homework and looking at real information out there, going to places that, you know, the Wall Street Journal and going to experts that were saying what we are on the path for. And it seemed like every month we saw an increased percentage chance that we were going to go into a recession. And then we crossed the line into officially being in a recession. And then they changed the definition of recession. And it doesn't matter what you call it because people are hurting. People are paying way too much for goods and services. The indicator for me, and it's what the naked eye sees, it's what you see every day, is the increased needs from the food banks. We've talked about the great ones. We've talked about, you know, what we've done with St. Mary's. St. Mary's Food Bank actually put out a call for volunteers because I believe the month of August is the busiest month they've ever had for emergency food boxes. And you're talking about the original. I, I joke with them and call them the OG. They are the original food bank in this country is St. Mary's Food Bank. Now, there are other great ones, but they've been around the longest. And... They said they've had the busiest August they've ever had. They put out a call for volunteers. That doesn't mean they didn't need donations. They needed people to box food because they were pushing it out the door faster than they were bringing it in. And the other thing that I, I was in close contact with them and with others – that what they are seeing are not families that are on the street. It isn't homeless people looking for a meal. It is, it is families – that are looking for help just to get to payday to fill the refrigerator again. So we understand that while some of us are able to still sustain and we are okay, we are seeing a growing number of people starting at the bottom of the economic ladder and climbing its way up through the working class and into the middle class. We are seeing families that never imagined that they would be in need of food assistance finding themselves in that place. Another indicator today, and we're going to get to this, I'm going to stay on this interest rate thing, but uh, for the first time in 99 days, we've seen gas prices tick up nationally. 
Now, I don't know if that's going to be a trend. I have no clue. I'm not I'm not trying to set fires again, but we've seen now the drop in gas prices. Thank God it's happened. Not nearly as low as it was a couple of years ago, but much better than it was at its peak. But for the first time, we've seen gas prices tick up a little bit. We talked yesterday about the parts of the country that have to heat their homes and how the average American is going to pay seven and a half percent more per kilowatt hour than they've paid last year, which is a significant increase. For those of us in the valley, we are about to get relief. We are going to stop using our air conditioners 24-7 come the month of October. We know that. I mean, it's uh, the summer here. We start kicking the AC on 24-7, beginning in about late April, and then it stays that way 24-7 until the uh, October. And then in October, it starts to cool off at night, and then it gets to be beautiful here. And so we will be easing in some of our energy bills unless you're on that plan where you are balanced, you know, where they stretch it out over the year. You pay the same thing every month. But we are going to see our power usage go down. But other parts of the state and other parts of the country are going to see theirs ramp up dramatically. What does that mean moving forward? Gap, a great retailer clothing company. When I say great, I mean big. Uh, They have just announced big layoffs. Now, you're laying people off in September. And the holidays are right around the corner, and you're laying people off. What does that say about the future? Now, they say in this ABC report, they talk about a bright spot with interest rates going up. There's a little bit of a bright spot here. You're making more money on your money. So if your money is in the bank, you're getting um, higher interest on high yield savings accounts and also certificates of deposit. So I've and I don't mean I certainly do not mean this as an insult. I'm using this as an observation for all of us to follow. If you are a part of the group of people that believes in class warfare, um, this is an example of the rich get richer. So if you are still if you have money in the bank, if you are still able to put money in the bank, if you are setting money aside, if you are, your budget hasn't been stretched to its limit and you're putting money away, you're going to make more money during this time. But again, this is that's how life is. I, I for Wall Street makes money all the time. They make money in downturns. They make money in the big spikes. They just that's what they do. And we have to resign ourselves to that's what happens. This is directed at the American economy. So working families can have prices driven down so that we can get back to some stability in our economy because we have watched such a constant spike. Now, the president said, you know, the the inflation only moved up an inch is what the words he used, but it's still on its way up, which is why the Fed is moving as quickly as it's been moving. Um, So the the hundreds of jobs slashed at the gap. Gas prices go up overnight um, nationally on the average. Uh, And again, I'm still not screaming doom and gloom for the country long term, but you can't ignore that this is certainly stretching the if not just the wallets of Americans and their bank accounts, but it's also putting pressure on their well-being and and on their consumer confidence. The idea now people are going to have to worry, am I going to get laid off? People have to worry, what are we going to do about Christmas? What are we going to do about the holidays and gifts? What, you know, are we going to be able to travel? What's Thanksgiving going to be like? We know there's a turkey shortage. So it seems like there's a lot of bad news that's piling on. So the two things to watch today when the Fed does their interest rate hike, which is expected somewhere between like three quarters of a point, maybe as high as a full point in interest rates. They are also going to do a projection and a report. That's what people need to watch. If you are seeing what they are saying, they believe this is going to lead to and what happens next. 
That's what a lot of people are watching for, because that's going to be an indicator. Is this going to be another? Are we going to see another rate hike in the near future? Because they haven't with the rate hikes they've had out there. They haven't been able to um, get these interest rates or get inflation a grip on it. It's still climbing no matter what they've done. What's it going to do to the housing market? You know, what's it going to do? Because eventually, you know, it doesn't affect mortgage rates right away. And there are times mortgage rates actually go down when these other things go up because of house sales and availability and inventory and everything else. So there might be something there. But what is it going to do? And people don't have an answer. That more than anything else is what scares people is when they don't have an answer, when they don't know exactly what's going to happen. And so businesses are on hold and they're not going to spend money yet. They're certainly not going to try to borrow money. They're going to wait and see what happens. And I think that this is where we are at a time that we haven't been in a long time financially, economically, where we have been concerned about what happens next. Now, the good news is, in spite of what's happening, the NASDAQ is up um, a little bit. So is the S&P. I haven't really seen what the Dow has done this morning, but we are looking at it doesn't seem as if they are freaking out in the stock markets here. And that's some good news that we're not seeing this huge yet anyway. We're not seeing this huge reaction unless the Fed says something that terrifies everyone. What we're going to do coming up in a moment is we're, we're obviously going to continue on this this morning. But next we talk about the border. How many people, how many people have been caught, captured at the border that are on the terror watch list in the month of August? It is more than a few. We'll talk about that coming up in just a couple of moments. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Thanks for being here. As the song says, stand up and be counted. Uh, we got to talk about the border and what's happening. We'll get to some audio in just a moment. The uh, Karine Jean-Pierre was asked uh, what, exa- what exactly went wrong. Uh, Governor Abbott says he's going to bring the border to Biden. But uh, how about this headline? Border Patrol agents nab a dozen people on the terror watch list at our southern border. Uh, border Patrol stopped a dozen individuals whose names are on the FBI terrorist screening database in August, bringing a total for the fiscal year to the number that is triple the previous five fiscal years combined as agents deal with historic migrant surge at the border. New data released showed that this week showed that there are 12 individuals encountered at the border by the Border Patrol between ports of entry and the border whose names match the, uh, the uh, TSDB, which is the terrorist screening database. Um, August apprehensions total for fiscal 22 to 78 so far, with two months still to go in the fiscal year. That's triple the prior five years combined. Um, so let's just start there. Um, I, I've been very clear on this. I am someone who is a huge advocate for a robust immigration system into the U.S. I have also been an advocate for a guest worker program. I have absolutely no problem hiring workers to work in this country. And where jobs that Americans are not doing. And you look in a, a lot of the sectors, and I never expect anybody to believe anything I say outward, outright, but you can fact check me on these. I, I do these numbers all the time. It is something that is of interest to me because I was in the construction industry, but it's not just construction. There are many other industries where Americans are not filling jobs that are needed. It's one of the reasons why we have a, 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 a visa system 
for people to come here to work in high tech jobs in jobs where Americans aren't doing them because Americans aren't qualified. But that's one of the concerns with the chip industry moving so much of it, a lot of it here to Arizona, but to the United States is that we don't have enough people that are so educated in STEM to learn the jobs. We're going to have to increase the number of visas we allow to employ people. That's a shame. And, and I don't want to get down the education road, but that is a shame that we aren't doing that here. But when it comes to the construction world, it's part of the inflation here in the valley. It's part of the it will be part of the long term solution. It's not going to happen overnight. But if we don't have people in those industries and here's what's fascinating about this. If you go back um, for go back 20 years. And you look at the Democrats were the border hawks. The Democrats were the ones that were against guest worker programs. They were against um, uh, illegal immigration. They were emphatic about it because they believed that illegal immigrants were coming here and Republican business owners, because we're going to use all the stereotypes this morning, Republican business owners. We're hiring wages at wages that were much lower than would be if there were Americans doing the jobs. And uh, it was where you talked to that. If you remember going back to late Senator McCain took a lot of heat when he talked about a $50 head of lettuce because it's migrants that cross the border and do that jobs. Americans aren't going to do it. And so therefore we were going to be paying much more for, for goods and services. But the reason why I'm in favor of a guest worker program is I think it solves a lot of the problems that both sides agree exist. Um, and one of the problems that exists is the economies in some of these countries are why people are leaving. There's no work there. So we are sending – if you get – picture this. The American people work. We're taxed. We pay taxes into the federal government. The federal government takes your tax dollars to the tune of billions of dollars. They ship it to some of these countries to try to ease their burdens there to level their economy where people are not um, – where the violence isn't being created. We could offset the federal government if we hired people here. If in the construction industry, people that were coming here that could work and do these jobs that Americans are not doing. And I'm telling you, and I hope you'll do your homework and fact check me on this. Americans are not taking a lot of these jobs. Now, we're trying to fix it. There are some great plans in education. I've talked about the CTEDs here in the Valley, EVIT, East Valley Institute of Technology. I've talked about West Mech and the West Valley. These are districts, school districts, that specialize in training people in a skill set versus preparing them for college. And a lot of these kids go on for college. But the CTED's job is to train them in a skill. So they go to the regular classrooms in schools across their district, across their part of the Valley. Um, and then at the, later in the day, they come on campus. Campus to the CTED and they train for a skill, whether it's welding or it's culinary school or it's um, they're going for, uh, you know, they're going to become a hairstylist or whatever, EMT program. And so they're learning a skill set. There are many of those in construction, in the construction world, and the construction industry is very deeply involved in this process because they know getting somebody at 18 years old, a young guy or a young girl that decides I want to go into this industry, getting them when they're 16 and beginning to train them in the basics, getting them to know terminologies and tools and getting a little bit of experience. When you've got an experienced helper, an apprentice at the age of 18 years old, A, they are valuable to you. B, they are making really good money for a, for a kid that's 18 years old. And C, they grow very quickly into a really profitable employee for your company. So uh, until all of those things are working where the Americans are taking those jobs, why wouldn't we use guest workers? I want you very quickly. This is Governor Abbott. 
uh, it says this is a wake-up call. Most states in the United States did not know what was going on on the border. But by God, as soon as they started showing up in New York City, the entire country knew what was going on on the U.S. border. And I think he's absolutely right. Whether you agree with what they're doing or don't agree with what they're doing, he is 100 percent right when he said now this is starting to get national attention. The message from Governors Ducey, Abbott and DeSantis should be when the Biden administration does their jobs and stops all of these people coming into our state, we will stop shipping them to yours. Don't blame us. We are having people that we can't handle in our state. They've got to go somewhere. And that would be my message. Coming up in a moment, Gatos is going to join me. We've got the big Q poll question of the day, so stick around for it. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, good morning, Gatos. What's going on, Mike? You know, trying to make a living, looking at yeah. the rain out the window. Yeah, it's raining. Uh, you know, uh, Ducey is... Uh, Putting those shipping containers up. Did you hear about this? Yeah, that's been going on for a while. No, no. Now, here's my cue. You ready? Governor Ducey has sent more shipping containers to the border. No gallus this time. So he's moved on from Yuma, and now they're putting these shipping containers uh, in uh, in uh, Nogales. So okay. I ask, do you support the Great Wall of Ducey? Yes or no? What do you think, man? These shipping containers working? I think they're. I think they're effective. I think the people in Yuma have said they've been effective in their area. It's not going to solve the problem, but Arizona cannot solve the problem. I do like the fact that we're doing something. It's going to shift people to different parts of the border. I don't think it's going to solve the problem overall, but it's yeah. eased it for the people in Yuma, so I don't have a problem with it. And I it's, think it's the least expensive way of doing it. Yeah, because Biden's not going to do anything. I'm so tired of talking about Joe Biden and the border and trying to figure out when well, is he going to do something, and we all know he's not going to do anything. I talked about this earlier this morning. Um, another dozen people on the terror watch list were captured in August at the southern border. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's five times the uh, the rate of the other five years combined in recent years. So it's, well, it's pretty bad. More, more and more people just keep coming over. Yep, absolutely. And if more and more people come, keep coming over, you're going to have some bad ones in there. Absolutely. No doubt. I mean, a lot of these people are like, you know, they're suffering in some other country and they're trying to escape right. that country. And, you know, we have these asylum laws that I don't know if they really work anymore, if we have to look at changing them. I asked, I asked Blake Masters yesterday, he was on the show, said, do we need to change the asylum laws? Because it's like, okay, you come here, uh, you could either tell us the truth or give us some sort of a story that's total BS, and we still let you in. And he said, you know, he basically said uh, they should claim asylum in Mexico. And he's got a good point. I mean, that's if you go from one country to another, you know, I, everyone skips over Mexico and then they come right here. I can't blame them. But uh, again, that's not helping us. I've been an advocate for a guest worker program where people could apply for a visa to work, a work yeah. visa in their own country. It would ease a lot of the pressure at the border. A lot of the people making false asylum claims that want to come here for a better life, if they could come here to work legally cross the border, it would alleviate a lot of the illegal pressure at the border where they could focus on the criminals and they could focus on the drugs a little yeah. more. Yeah, I, when we need workers. We yeah. got, Americans don't want to do anything these days. We've got tons of jobs. I know I don't. It's like, I don't either. Maybe we, <laughs> you know, I, I, maybe we shouldn't do shows when it rains. It's too nice out. <laughs> I don't know. It's, we're stuck in there for four hours. We're going to do a show and entertain. I'd, I'd rather just sit on the porch, uh, yeah, have a cocktail and watch the rain. I'll be Maybe over. I'll, do that I'll right be now. over. I'll be over in thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make the drink. I'll see you All later. Right. All right. Thanks, Gatos.
<laughs> All right. The big Q poll question of the day brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Coming up just after 9 o'clock, we will talk about the latest on the special master wanting documents from President Trump. Should he get those documents? And is he starting to question the veracity of the claims of declassification? We'll talk about that in a moment.